What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. House.org. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. It's Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM, Life Serve Blood Center, looking for a number of hearts of gold. We'll tell you about that coming up here momentarily with our friend Danielle West. But before we do that, Trent, we have a birthday announcement. We're going to do that. It is a loyal, loyal, listens to all four of the shows. Love that. We do love that. Yes. Uh, Very glad that uh, we're included amongst those four shows. Robert Davis of Des Moines. HBD to you, Robert Davis. Thank you on behalf of all of the uh, local talkers here. We appreciate uh, the fact that you tune in as regularly as apparently that you do and enjoy your day today. Happy birthday, Robert Davis. Let's switch gears. By the way, Zubin Mahente, our friend from ESPN, will join us here in about 15 minutes. We'll go around the world of sports with Zubin. But right now, we are all aware of the storms that took place uh, in the state of Texas this past weekend. Uh, this past week, quite frankly, longer than a weekend. It was awful. And... Um, Sadly, there is a critical, critical need uh, due to that storm. Uh, the blood supply has been impacted mightily. Our friend Danielle West, to no surprise, Iowans are doing their part. Danielle, Trent and Ken, appreciate you coming on. NCMIC makes it possible. Danielle, how are you and how critical is this need nationwide? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having us once again. You know, we have kind of gotten to a critical state, I would say locally and nationwide. A couple weeks ago with all the snow that we got, we unfortunately had to cancel some blood drives, Mm. close some of our donor centers early because it just wasn't safe to travel. And then last week with the bitterly cold temps, we saw quite a few donations fall off the calendar. So we're hoping to boost our community blood supply back up. And then our number one priority is to support our hospital partners like all the ones here in central Iowa. And if we can do that and have extra, then we can share with other parts of the country. Texas, for example, is definitely still looking for help with blood products and platelets because they haven't been able to collect really since their storm hit. Of course, the easiest way is contact the food bank and uh, go that center with LifeServe Blood Center. But other availability, people... It's still, oh boy, maybe you're close to getting that shot finally in the arm and you don't mm-hmm. want to get out. What you guys are doing to combat some of the fears that are out there for some people? Absolutely. We want to make sure that it's a safe place for our blood donors, team members, anyone entering our facility. We're all still wearing masks. We're social distancing. We're encouraging people to make appointments so we know exactly how many people are going to be here at one time and can ensure that the donor is really only up close and personal with their phlebotomist during that five to 10 minute process. And then the rest of the time they're at a safe distance. We're wiping everything down. We've also been vaccinated and we're encouraging donors to do that as well. So 
it's a safe place for people. And really, under an hour, you can help impact three lives in our community mm. or in parts of the country that really need it. And that's great news. So, Danielle, you mentioned this past week with the snow that we've got and, and what, what happened in Texas. It's, it's been a bad winter snow-wise, and sadly, uh, there's been a, a number of those days where during the week, as one would expect. Uh, did, did that curtail some of the uh, supply, maybe not being at the level normally it would have been had we had, say, a normal winter with not all the interruptions weather-wise have has like early January, etc. Has that put a crimp in things? Definitely. You know, anytime we get a lot of snow, we usually have to cancel some blood drives if we can't make the trip or if donors can't make the trip to their donation. And then with the cold temperatures, even we know a lot of people didn't want to come out during that cold, cold time. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the hospitals still have that daily, weekly need for blood, platelets, and plasma. So we've definitely felt that through January and February. We're at an okay level, but really not where we'd like to be. We want five to six days of supply for every blood type on hand, and we're probably at one or two, depending on the blood type. So really, we're looking for any donors, any first-time donors. This is a great time to come out and help help the community, or help other places that are struggling right now. You know, you mentioned blood drives, and if memory serves, when we first started talking to you at the beginning of the pandemic here, that was one thing that had to be shelved uh, with a number of blood drives, and that's something that's very critical um, to to what, what you guys do there. You're able to go out, you're out and about to make it more convenient for people. Has that schedule anywhere close to what it was as far as the number of blood drives you guys are doing on a daily basis? Are you getting back to normal? Are you still a ways away from uh, from reaching those levels prior to the pandemic as far as blood drives go? You know, we are still a ways away. A lot of our high schools and colleges had great blood drives this time of year, and most of them are not doing that, which makes complete sense for them right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our businesses, like the big corporations, would have weekly blood drives with us. A lot of our businesses are still remote at this point. So prior to COVID, we collected around 70% of our blood products in a mobile environment. And really, that's probably down to 50% at this time, just with the ones we haven't been able to get back on the calendar. We still have great community blood drives all throughout the state. Um, but we're we're definitely down still with those businesses and education accounts that haven't quite come back. All right, let's do this one more time for our, our audience. How do people, uh, if they're so inclined, if they have time, if they want to get involved in this and give the gift of life, Life Serve Blood Center, uh, how can people get an appointment? Where do they go to schedule one? Uh, and again, you, you went over the safety precautions that are still very much a part of uh, the way you guys are doing business. Uh, give the 411 on how people can get involved, Danielle. Absolutely. They can go to lifeservebloodcenter.org, make an appointment there. They can give us a call, 800-287-4903. There's a lot of questions out there about eligibility. Am I able to do this? Am I able to give convalescent plasma? Does the vaccine impact my donation? So we always encourage people to get in touch with us. We can help answer all of their questions and guide them to the right donation for them. And just one more thing. Uh, Let's fast forward to the fall, and we're close to being... We're close. Uh, what about a business that maybe wants to schedule a, a blood drive? Maybe they haven't done it before, but everything seems to be going well. The numbers are way down. A lot of their employees uh, have have uh, taken the opportunity to get the vaccination. Things are going well, and they want to schedule. Will you guys schedule that far in advance? 
Absolutely. We would love that. We like to work a few months in advance to get blood drives on the calendar. We are still taking our blood mobile out at 50%, or we can set up inside business, church, organization, and we still need those blood drives really throughout the year. So if people are interested, even in a few months from now, it'd be best to get in touch with us now so we can go through all of the logistics and get them on the calendar. Daniel West, uh, best of luck to your endeavor. Uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, please reach out at any time. We will happily spread the word for you, okay? Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Daniel West from LifeServe Blood Center uh, here in Des Moines. Again, uh, for more information, just go to their website. If you want to host a blood drive in the fall, if you want to give blood uh, here in the next whenever, uh, they certainly uh, could use the help. Daniel West, NCMIC. Uh, makes that possible. Good stuff there. Yeah, it does. All right, so let's get back to sports here, Trent mm-hmm. Condon. Zubin Mahente is going to join us uh, coming up. What do you expect tonight from Iowa State? And, I mean, we don't know Baylor's schedule. No, They're not right. going to play Thursday, apparently. If Matt Norlander is right, and he is what I would refer to, fair to say, as a, I mean, he's basketball. Newsbreaker. Basketball. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's very much uh, in tune in, uh, with uh, with what's going on in the sport. He says that West Virginia and Baylor is going to be off this week. So is Baylor, what are they going to do with them? You know, give them a couple of tune-ups, that's it? That game was scheduled for 4 o'clock Thursday as well. Was it really? That was right oh, up your wheelhouse. Perfect. Yes. Because the Hawks play at 6. They do. So, so 4 o'clock, we're going to have that bad boy. 6 o'clock, you got the Hawks in Michigan. Jets and the Habs at 7. Oh, my night was planned. So... <laughs> You're such a goof. Um, Baylor, right now, the way their schedule currently looks, as they had... And they have five to make up, right? And they had three scheduled. Currently on the schedule, Iowa State tonight, mm-hmm. West Virginia Thursday. And apparently that's off. And Saturday at KU. Before that additional week that nothing... That's what we're going to find out here in the next few hours, is what the... Mm-hmm. Additional week at the end of the season, what that's going to look like. for Not just for Baylor, for Iowa State as well. So here's a theory from me. All right, so they have played, they've only played nine conference games. Trent, is that it? Nine? Yeah. I guess. Nine conference games is all that they have played. Hmm. That's, huh. okay. So um, before I looked at that, Jeez. my theory, my theory is changing here on the fly. Because my theory was... All right, they're not going to get to 18, and they probably weren't going to get close, but we're still going to get them. We're going to move this West Virginia game, and that'll be a standalone in the extra week, if you will. Okay. You don't want to overburden them, but you're going to put this marquee game, which it will be. West Virginia's top 10. They're a really good team, Turn. I'm with you. You put that game, and this is one that, all right, let's make our partner happy, ESPN. We're going to put that there, and that was the direction that you were going to go. Now, looking at this, though, with only... Nine games currently. Mm-hmm. What are they gonna? You're not gonna put three games in that final week. No, and you're not moving the Kansas game this weekend. You're no, going to see. No. We're going to see Baylor. That's a night game, by the way, on Saturday night. Is How it? good is that? Yes. Uh, Baylor, Haven't been a ton of great Saturday night games. No, this year it's been. I, you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. Normally, that uh, Duke North Carolina game is appointment mm-hmm. TV. Now maybe it might be next weekend yeah. because Drake. I mean Drake. Duke is playing. Duke is playing better. But look, they've missed games against back to Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma is in peril right now. Uh-huh. Have they played Texas? Yes, they played Texas Tech once. They played Oklahoma once. Oklahoma State once. Texas. Once. Once. 
Kansas once, although the other game is on the schedule. Right. West Virginia. They have not played West Virginia. This doesn't even feel like a real regular season title. I know they're undefeated, and I know they are clear-cut number one, but... In the conference. Part of it is the grind, right? Mm -hmm. You play a dozen games as opposed to 18? This is even more... This is more egregious than the Michigan deal. Right. At least they're going to end up with about 16 or 17. Uh You play 12? Uh Uh-huh. It's laughable. But you know what? As you said earlier... Protect your top brands. You have to. And this is and the your year top to teams. do it. Yeah. This is the year to protect your brands. Um, Nebraska's not a brand in basketball. <laughs> no, they're not. You've got 11 days. You've got seven games. Good luck. And Juwan Howard said that. If I'm Fred Hoiberg and I see them in the Big Ten tournament, I'm plastering that thing all over the wall. By the way, Hoiberg's name came up for the uh, the T-Wolves job. Does, I don't think he's just... I don't, say don't, don't take that job. I don't think so either. Speaking of crappy organizations we were talking about last hour. Oh, they're bad, aren't they? How inept are they? No, Glenn Taylor. Yeah. Glenn Taylor. Anyways, we'll get a timeout. Zuba Mahente is coming up. We've got a $1,000 slam dunk giveaway to see if we can help somebody out again. The uh, precious few days left in this promotion for the time being. It will return. Uh, But right now it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword PAY. To 200, 200 right now. Chance at $1,000. Pay to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Zubin Mahente, Trent and I will go around the world of sports. Trent is on a roll. He passed out another winner late in the show yesterday. What does he have up his sleeve for today? By the way, um, you had a ten o'clock game you played yesterday during the show. You're fired. <laughs> I did. Are you are, are you down on anything now? Is that if is are you've got? Do you have any action at this point? Well, there is the rematch happening right now with North Alabama and Liberty. I stayed away. Good after getting clubbed yesterday. Hey, you know what? Way. I just I just remembered about this. Uh, we have basketball coming up on KXNO at noon. Yes, we do. On the women's side, mm-hmm. as the Iowa women will be. Broadcast here, Maryland, so. Iowa. Bluters yes. bunch against the Lady Terps. Brenda Freeze, former yeah, an Iowa native. Uh, so that game's at noon. Likely won't affect Murph and Andy. You wouldn't think so because no. not, we're not going to carry the uh, the post game show, but the game will be heard here. Now next week it will affect them because they're moving one to three, and they the Fanatics are. are moving from three until six. If you haven't heard, uh, the afternoon shows kind of. Um, Getting a not a shake up, it's the same talkers. Right. It's just it's a just shift the in times. Now. It's yeah. a shift, right? So Murph and Andy go from one to three, and the fanatics will be on the air three to six, and that starts Monday. No change with the morning rush, and no change with you and I. We will stay ten to noon, and of course the morning rush from uh, six until eight a.m. But next week, Murph and Andy go one to three, and the fanatics three to six. Gonna be fun uh, getting that up there, and. A little bit of a change. You know, I, I think about people that are changing way that they consume our product, that is sports radio. Mm-hmm. How many people that work an office job, A, still going downtown as often, we know, though, hopefully getting back to that. But you know, how many people are in the office until 6 o'clock here? I know some oh. cities that is no something that is prevalent. Right. Not so much in Des Moines. It feels like a lot of people, their days are done. A lot earlier than even what, your five what, or six o'clock. Doubt, without a doubt, it's the right move. Mm-hmm. Look, the six to seven o'clock hour. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it, because it's a uh, commute kind mm-hmm. of station. At least it was. Yep. Um, 
And if you're if you're if you're you know caller driven show, five thirty five forty five, you're parking the car. You're Starting going to dwindle in here, yeah. right? You're, you're you're hugging the families. They come running out to see you. It's dinner time. You catch up with what went on. So this is a good move. This mm-hmm. is I, I think it's a um, dare to say overdue. Yeah, yeah. From someone who did four to seven, six to seven o'clock hour, tough. Miller and Condon joined by Zubin Mahente next. It's 1120 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. We haven't quite hit March, but that doesn't mean college basketball fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players a chance to cash $100. Check this out. New customers bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team knocks it home, boom, bang, $100. All it takes, one three-pointer to be hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer. Now, this slam dunk offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and get in on all the action. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO for your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winners paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Additional fees may apply. The 2021 Spring Polar Plunge for Special Olympics Iowa is right around the corner. Registration is happening right now on the Special Olympics website, soiowa.org slash plunge. The event will take place on Saturday, April 17th at Lake Aquabi in Warren County. And if you're interested in joining the fun but don't want to leave your home, that's okay too. Register to take the plunge virtually and help out Special Olympics Iowa. More information, soiowa.org slash plunge. Welcome back, 1460 KXNO 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you until noon. Let's get to our friend Zubin Mahente, ESPN Radio Mornings on ESPN Radio with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Will, and our friend Zubin Mahente. Hello, Zubin. How are you? Doing great. What's up? Well, good to talk to you. Lots of ground to cover with you. Let's start with what's apparently some breaking news in the world of college basketball. And, you know, it goes back to last week when, when Michigan uh, seemingly is going to have their schedule massage where they don't have to play as, you know, as many games as the conference made Nebraska play. Uh, but one team is, uh, you know, at the bottom of the standings. Another team is a legitimate one seed and a legitimate threat uh, to go a long way in the NCAA tournament. Now the news comes out this morning, Zubin, that the Big 12 ADs are meeting. And it's not that Baylor is ducking these teams. This is the conference uh, that is getting involved when it comes to Baylor's schedule, who's got a week to make up games and has as many as six to make up. And they don't want a Tyler Baylor team going into either their tournament or the NCAA tournament. Uh, any other year, this was clearly wouldn't happen, but this is different. And I get what the conferences are doing. How big of a story is this? I think it's a big story because I think you're seeing this in pro basketball too. I think both of these seasons are so mitigated now that anything that you could give the fan for an opportunity to make this a better season, and I understand it's not really about the fans, it's about positioning yourself like you say, but if this Baylor-West Virginia situation is what it is, you think to yourself, okay, 
you're right. Michigan came off a three-week pause. They look great. Gonzaga's had their own pause. But anytime you get these sorts of games, like with, for example, Gonzaga and Baylor being called off, or this game Thursday being called off in Waco, it's almost one of those situations where you say to yourself, what can we do to gain more fan interest with ratings low, interest level generally low around the nation, to not have this game, and to your point, I understand what they're doing, but to not have this game between two teams like this, if I'm not mistaken, on that same day, Iowa and Michigan are playing, Illinois is playing, Ohio State is playing. I mean, the entire top five could be in action that day. It would just be an amazing sort of thing here moving towards the latter end of the season. But you're seeing this in the NBA, too. Tomorrow there's a gigantic game in the NBA between the Lakers and the Jazz, and Anthony Davis is out. He won't play. Mm -hmm. Last week there was a huge game between the Nets and the Lakers, and KD was looking like he wasn't going to go, and Anthony Davis got injured. So for a lot of these, leagues this year, particularly in basketball, the NBA and college basketball, they've had these great games able to go on the table, set, and for a variety of reasons, whether it's injury or this particular case you're talking about, I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world to rob the fans, any of that sort of stuff, but I think when you're wondering why is the attention not on the sport the way that it normally is, and you could write it off to the fans. I mean, I was watching Syracuse and Duke last night. It was so boring, not just because the <laughs> game was boring and Duke ran away, it just there's no level of interest. I mean, you know, um, so I just think a lot of these leagues can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say, I don't know what's happened to this season. It's a, it's a show of the season. We saw it. And then in some ways contribute to that yourself as a sport. I think it's a little bit on the hypocritical side. Zubin, I maybe from time to time put some tinfoil on my head and <laughs> come up with some crazy conspiracy theories. I've long maintained it's not an accident. Some of those matchups we get in the NCAA tournament with the connections, first round, second round, and the way it's set up. But I think it's going to go even to another degree here. You don't think they want Duke in the first four? They want to see that team there. They don't want to see a matchup of two teams that don't like each other, have that history, set it up for that. Is it? Could you see a scenario where it seems like it's even more set up in a way to get those kind of matchups this year? Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, Greg Shaheen, who used to work with us for a long time, I think he still does. He's the executive vice president. He used to be the, like the executive vice president of events for the NCAA. And we always bring him in just like on the final like three days of Champ Week. We'd bring him in. He'd help us understand the bracket and all that stuff and all the things that go on the committee room. And he always said it never happened. But you know, what was it? Was it in Des Moines where like like Richard Pitino could have faced Louisville? Right, one of those types of things. Like all those things were on the table. I think for Duke though, you look at it and you say. I think there are bigger issues at work. I mean, I think Duke still, to me, has plenty of work to do. So I think um, the committee could make it easy on themselves. Duke has to really do something, in my opinion, still, to get the committee to really look at them. The bigger story I still maintain, we were discussing it the other day, was what in the world is going on with Oklahoma State? (laughs) When is he going to hear the answer to their appeal? I saw in the athletics that Davis had written that they had essentially gone through their hearing, but there was no timetable. And again, this is more of, to your point, you want Duke, you want the big names in the tournament. I'm not saying the world is going to stop for Kate Cunningham, but if he's being billed as the possible number one overall pick and they've got a chance to get there, um, you know, could a ruling come down sooner rather than later? And if it was voting in the favor of Oklahoma State, could they? Obviously, they have the rest day mm-hmm. to get in. Would they be able to get in? So I think there's a lot of questions there with regards to marquee names and teams getting in, but I still think um, Duke is going to make it easy for the committee because I still think they have plenty of work to do. 
Again, they are 6-0 and now without Jalen Johnson. There is something to be said yep. for that. I don't know if it's too little, too late. Um, but I think there is something to be said for Duke still has plenty of work to do, and the committee may not have to vacillate, be on the fence, and make that decision. Duke might just make it for him. Yeah, when it comes to Ohio uh, to Oklahoma State, I just hope that they get the reward. It wasn't these kids' fault. It wasn't this coaching staff's fault. I'd love to see Cunningham in the tournament. We didn't get a tournament last year. Hold off NCAA and do it. If you're going to do it, do it after uh, this year's tournament has concluded, uh, if at all. Zubin, let's go to the NFL and a couple of uh, stories making news in the NFL. One of them is a potentially... A, a move to a 17-week regular season while cutting one preseason game. Uh, so you still get essentially the same amount of games, uh, certainly more toll in week 17 than there would be in week one or four, whatever one gets cut of the, of the preseason that. And then Zubin, uh, and I know that you're not involved with any of this stuff, but the NFL is asking for a king's ransom, apparently, for all of their broadcasting rights, which they want to be, get settled for the CBS and Fox and you guys at ESPN slash ABC, uh, the, the Thursday night package, NBC. It's all coming up, apparently, Zubin, and the NFL is asking a crazy, crazy uh, amount of money to re-up there. In a, a climate like we're going through now, is now the time to be getting that huge, huge bump for a, admittedly, uh, something you have to have? Yeah, I mean, I think what's going to end up happening is that there's just no reliable programming like the NFL. The top right. five shows of 2020 were all NFL games. And you have to be in the business of the NFL if you want to maintain your business, which is why... I think everybody is just going to keep their package. It's been a very interesting media parlor game to say who will get what. The only thing that could be on the line is perhaps Thursday Night Football, which I know Fox wants out of, and that could possibly go to Amazon full-time. But for all the parlor games, I think all four networks, ABC, uh, ABC Splash, ESPN, um, Fox, NBC, and CBS, are all just going to retain their packages just with market price increases, uh, just because none of those places, I think I can safely say none of those places, uh, wants to be without the NFL. Now, to your point, there's a possibility of a 100% price increase. So, Oof. for example, CBS pays, you know, I think a billion dollars, and so that would be $2 billion. And I think ESPN plays 1.9, so that would be 3.8. And I think Fox pays a little over a billion because the NFC package is slightly more valuable than the AFC package just with the larger markets in the NFC by a hair, and that would be over $2 billion. Um, but I think at the end of the day, those networks know there's nothing that can replicate the NFL with regards to ratings, with regards to ratings to young men. I think the other thing that you have to take into account is with the addition of that extra game, that's not going to justify an additional gigantic price increase, but it is going to give each network a extra regular season game. And if that means an extra America's game of the week, I mean, think about how much Fox mm. is from that doubleheader or a CBS doubleheader or a great, Sunday night game that may or may not be flexed. So, yeah, there's a report in CNBC that 100% price increases are on the board. And when the NFL gets their way, their next TV package could be, believe it or not, somewhere in the neighborhood of $100 billion over the course of 10 years. They could actually get there. And I think every network, while they would grin and bear because NFL ratings were actually down a little bit this year, there's just literally nothing else that can reliably bring people to the set other than the National Football League. And I'm not just talking in the sports world. I'm talking 
anything in general. But the addition of that 17th regular season game to make the league 18 weeks essentially is an extra cash cow game for each of those networks. I'm not saying that's what puts it over the top, but that is probably another reason they could ask for more money um, because that is an actual regular season worth of three hours of ads, depending on what the platform could be. That's just one game could mean potentially millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars for each network that airs it. So that's probably part of the NFL's rationale. Zubin, that story that you're referencing, was there anything in there about flexing out of uh, a Monday night stinker? Um, and then logistically, how difficult would that be? Would would that be to do? Do you think that that's something that uh, might be on the horizon? That that uh, flex scheduling on Monday night uh, comes to whoever gets the property, and hopefully you guys keep it. Yeah, I hope so. It wasn't in that particular piece. The one thing they did say in that particular piece, and this is just speaking to industry sources. I don't exactly know how reputable everybody is. But the piece did get a lot of traction on social media and regular media. Uh, the piece did say with regards to Monday night, a potential Monday night doubleheader, sort of like what we got Love it. this year with like the early start and then the other game. I don't know if that would be there. One thing that people also don't take into account, not to be too nerdy about this, part of the reason ESPN pays so much money, uh, in addition to obviously uh, having it on the cable package versus broadcast, is that included in the uh, fee that ESPN pays, and again, this is very nerdy, it allows us to run non-stop highlights on mm. Sports Center, our morning program, Get Up, NFL Live. There's an extra cost associating, uh, excuse me, extra cost associated in running all of those highlights. So all the highlights you see from Brady or from Rogers in like the conference championship game, anything that you see on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday on ESPN running non-stop during our program, there's an extra cost associated with airing those pieces of video. Oftentimes, sometimes you might see another channel run still images of something or moving pictures, and you're wondering, is that just because it's artistic? It's because they're not paying the extra money to get the actual video rights during the week. So it's a very nerdy thing, but I think some people just think Makes they're sense. paying for the right to air the game. But you're really airing for the right to run all of that video all week long to continue to pump your NFL coverage. So over the weekend, watching a little bit of golf, not a ton of it, but I unfortunately missed the interview with Tiger Woods, though very quickly it was up on Twitter, and you could find it pretty much everywhere. But Jim Nance, he was trying. He, he tried, didn't he? He was trying to get Tiger to answer if he was going to be there for the Masters. Two-parter, just that role for Nance. You've been there doing an interview and, and trying to get information from an athlete, how tough that can be. And secondly, how important he is for you guys at ESPN. Tiger, we know it's a bump. How big of a bump is it for you guys inside the network? Yeah, I mean, I would say two things. I think the one thing that Jim had in that situation, although it was very difficult, is I would say 95% of the people I talk to, and when I worked on SportsCenter, we have guests. Like today we had Deion Sanders and Jay Gruden, and tomorrow Joe Thomas will be on. I've never met any of these people in person. I think I have interviewed Joe Thomas before, but this is the first time I talked to either one of these two guys. What really ends up happening is it's extra tough when you don't have any sort of relationship, which is part of the reason I thought the Jim Nance thing was interesting because he obviously has a close relationship with Tiger Woods. Tiger will divulge what he wants to divulge. He's always obviously kept it close to the vest. But that was an interesting interview because they have a rapport. I would say most of the time when you're talking to somebody, um, you just maybe know them on a very surface level. You might have met them somewhere before. You have a little small talk. But that was notable because they have a really good relationship and not much came out of it. As for us, we talked about it. You know, for us, 
I think this is his fifth back surgery, and his inability to commit was something that I'm not surprised with at this point. We're still in February. But I have always believed when I've gone down to cover the Masters for us, for us, it's just more the lineage of being associated with the event. There are more people that just like at ESPN going to watch Jack Nicklaus tee off on a Thursday morning with mm-hmm. Gary Player and when Arnold Palmer was alive uh, doing that. I think there's just some sort of the idea that even for us going down Washington Avenue, Magnolia Lane, it's just the event in and of itself. Does Tiger raise all boats? Absolutely. But I think just to be involved with the Masters from our company is probably more than enough. The other thing I would say is at the end of the day, you know, we talked about this, as great as the Shambo is, as great as Brooks is, as likable as Rory is, and you need the villain as much yeah. as you have Patrick Reed. You could put all of that stuff together, and it just doesn't equal Tiger. And that's really obviously an issue. You've got guys that have great skill, great personality, the black hat, the white hat. You've got guys you want to root for. You've still got Phil in the mix. There's so many interesting things. You know, um, DeChambeau and the way he hits the ball. Jordan Spieth, is he finally going to get over the hump? There are so many great stories with Jordan playing so much better this year. But no matter how much we compound these stories, add them together, bring all these different personalities to the table, and nothing we can do, even if you can cock them and combine them, <laughs> can lead to Tiger. But I do think if there's one tournament that does make sports fans stop in this sport, with or without Tiger, clearly the ratings indicate any tournament with Tiger is better. I used to cover an event called the uh, Sprint International, had the modified stable for scoring system. Mm, you guys yeah. remember that, where the points went uh-huh. up instead of down? When Tiger pulled out of that, that was at Castle Pines in Castle Rock, Colorado. Oh, beautiful. beautiful place where the ball flies. A ton. As soon as Tiger said he wasn't playing in the tournament, it folded. <laughs> there was no sponsor. I mean, the, literally the tournament folded. It was an amazing it's... tournament. Guys would come, yep. the ball would go all over the place, picturesque background. Tiger's like, nah, I'm playing 15 events a year. This isn't one of them. Tournament folded. So I, th- I think for us, though, if there's any tournament that just from a prestige aspect, we'd love to be involved in, even if it's just rounds one and two, it's a go. Hmm. Uh, Zubin, I don't want to linger on this, but since you had Deion Sanders on, um, Two two things. Remarkable, his teammate, Troy Aikman, who probably had other things to do on a, on a weekend, decided to go see his former teammate, Deion Sanders, and meet him on the field prior to his coaching his first game, which tells me a lot about Troy Aikman, and uh, I believe my opinion about him was, was backed up uh, just by seeing this. But what happened with Sanders' wallet uh, and his phone? You know, he came out right after the right after the game and held a press conference, and everything had been stolen out of the locker room, and obviously put a a huge cloud over what had just happened. And then within an hour, they found it. Perhaps did he just forget where he put it? What happened? Yeah, he essentially said that they did come up with the guys that took it, and he really took the high road this morning. I mean, he was he was ready to talk to us about bringing four and five star kids there. And doing everything, you know, he asked him this morning if Florida State has troubles in a couple of years. What if they call you? He said, hey, I interviewed with, for Florida State last year. Didn't get it. That was interesting to hear. Um, but he really just, when we asked him about that, he just sort of said, hey, man, it was no big deal. Uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't quite call it a uh, misconception or a misunderstanding. But he did say, all is well, buried the hatchet. Because if you, like you said, you heard his comments after the game. Yeah. He was pretty darn hot. Um, but he seemed to be, because everything had sort of been rectified, he seemed cool with it. Um, and I'll tell you what, he said he actually had a tear. I said to him, my first question, I said, hey, you were in the box in a Major League Baseball playoff game, probably didn't feel nervous, obviously your career in the NFL. But what was it like when you put on the helmet, excuse me, the helmet, the headset mm-hmm. for the first time 
on Sunday. What was it like? I mean, you know, it's an experience unlike any other for a guy that's done so much stuff on the field of competition. He actually said he shed a tear mm. when he put it on for the first time. And I said, what's maxing out to you? He's like getting four and five star guys and, and just doing it at the highest level possible. So it was really interesting to sort of hear him say, because I think there's a lot of people that were wondering how committed he would be. Right. For example, we actually tried to get him a couple weeks ago, but we were told that um, he's actually, he is out there pounding the pavement and, and knocking on doors, all the stuff you would think somebody else would be doing for him because of the lack of resources at Jackson State. He actually had to hold off our interview because I'm sure a guy like that would love to just go on TV and talk, but he actually had to roll up the sleeves and do the actual work. And my favorite part, Ken, was he had his all-time favorite quote. We just had him on TV. He had, you know, the Jackson State background with all the prime time, the swag, all the stuff he's got going. And right behind him, the all-time great Dion saying, which was, if you look good, you feel good, you play good, they pay good. <laughs> that was this all-time great saying there. If you, if you look good, you play, uh, feel good. If you feel good, you play good. You play good, you pay good. And that's certainly something that Keyshawn also enjoys. Yeah, I've no doubt about it. Last thing, we'll finish where we kind of started here, Zubin. Steve Levy let it slip that ESPN is uh, perhaps getting back into the NHL business, which would make a lot of NHL fans here in this market, uh, the few of us that are out there and around the country, very, very pleased. Is Levy right? You know, I can only go by what he's told me before. And because he actually did say it this week publicly in The Athletic, uh, it's something that I can tell you he's told me privately when we had worked together for a good portion of 2020 before he took off for his uh, great gig and I took off for my new gig. <laughs> Undoubtedly, he's got the great gig. But I will tell you that um, he has obviously been so associated with the NHL, and he had told me that the NHL forever, uh, under this new deal, was thinking about two partners. They really wanted to be on more, even though NBC Sports Network and NBC do an amazing job the production value looks terrific on NBC. If I'm Gary Bevan, I have to be thrilled with the way that it looks on television. But it's the little things you have to think about. We get the NHL back. Barry Melrose is showing up on Sports <laughs> nice. 657 and talking about Ovi. Right now, Barry yeah. Melrose is not talking about Ovi at 657. Is Jack Eichel going to get traded? All that sort of stuff. What's going on with the Breadman? Very serious story. I'm sure you saw with yeah, Panarin. All those types of stories are getting a very, very small amount of attention. Some are negative, some are positive, but the league needs discussion. And if they could be in the discussion seven days a week on ESPN and get the games back, look, now we have ESPN+. Plus. I mean, we could air NHL tonight again. We wouldn't have to find a spot for it on ESPN2. We could just put it ESPN+, Plus. bring back the music, bring back Al Morganti. Bucci would be <laughs> jumping at the chance to do it. So I think it's one of those things where he's been speculating for a while that the league wants to be on multiple networks. And if you start thinking about it, I mean, who's the only second network that really probably has the space and inventory? Probably us. I think he's right. He's been on it for a while, and he knows hockey really well. So whoever he's talking to knows what's going on for sure. Fingers crossed. Zubin, great hit. Thank you for being so generous with your time, as always, here this morning. We appreciate it. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. See you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, pal. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. ESPN Radio Mornings with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. Come back. Trent's play, Oh, the Day, is coming up. Miller Got a hot one. You do? I like this one a lot. Well, you're on a roll. Uh, 1460 KXNO and 106.0. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. We need a heater in here. 
Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M Pressure Washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. An exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online. In all states or situations. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals. We encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in cars and should only be outside long enough to relieve themselves. If you witness a situation where an animal is in danger due to weather conditions, call your local law enforcement or animal control. This message brought to you by the Animal Rescue League and NCMIC. It's here on a Tuesday, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Messing around and getting a triple-double. This is the song that you're talking about? <laughs> I don't think this is that version, so I'm going to bring it down quickly. Uh, come in full circle is where we started the program today. Ah. All right, Trent Condon, uh, what is your P.O.D.? Do you? I got uh, four plays right now. Give us your best one. The one at the top. All right. My favorite one is TCU. Getting eight at home against the aforementioned Mountaineers of West Virginia. TCU's not very good. They're not. The number's too high, though. I think TCU's going to have an inspired effort. You couple that with West Virginia. Now, Are you sure? I was, I was also playing the angle that I had before what you told me about the Thursday game possibly being off. Mm, yeah. Was the look-ahead factor. The look-ahead factor for West Virginia with mm-hmm. Baylor on tap in two days. Now that's off. Yes. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Uh, Do you take the night off? No, of course not. <laughs> Come on. Well, I still got St. John's, and I got Iowa State, and I got Georgia You're tonight. taking the points for Iowa State? You're taking the 23? What is it? It's 23 and a half. I got it at 24 and a half last night. Well, that's a 7 o'clock tip. If you, can't, if you don't have ESPN+, Plus, you can hear the game down the hall here. Speaking of hearing the games, you can hear Iowa, the women versus Maryland, in five minutes right Huge here. Huge game. Maryland does have a pretty good record. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know I looked. Um, but Maryland and a Bluters Bunch coming up here in five minutes. Then Murph and Andy at two and the Fanatics at four. More morning, morning rush at 6 a.m. We're Miller and Condon weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 and 106.3.